Another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I'm jumping on the mic this week with one of our very own, Lana Bradshaw. We've been in discussion lately about how women and the networking space work, specifically here in Canada and in our hometown of Vancouver. It's changed wildly in the last 20 years, from pencil skirts and nylons to life online. We live in different postal codes or zip codes for our American listeners. And I really care and I'm really curious about connection and how are we connecting with one another instead of staying isolated, exhausted, burnt out, and not knowing where to go to have all of the real conversations about work and life, hormones, and everything else in between. So I asked Lana to join me on the mic to ask some questions as we begin to flush out a new idea this year of bringing women together in circles in Canada. I hope you enjoy. Lana Bradshaw, welcome back to the pod. First pod of 2023, and I am very excited to have you on. I'm so pumped to chat with you. Well, I really appreciate when we do get time to record a podcast because what our friends that are listening need to know is it's usually preemptive by many conversations, back and forth, sharings of different links and different conversations. It's like there's a conversation that we need to have live and bring to light in our world, and it's always the perfect time to hit record. So the topic of today, without further ado, that we need to dive into is what is the world of executive women in a networking capacity, specifically in Canada right now? And I'm curious if I were to say like, hey, what's the landscape? What's happening out there? What would you have to tell me? I'd say we're confused. We don't really know what the new norm is going to be. Mm. And it impacts some people in a way that they don't actually care and they do not want to network anymore and they don't want to leave their house. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Or is it an opportunity for us to kind of rebrand what networking looks like? It's changed so much since I've been in business. And <laughs> I think that we have opportunity to craft something that can be really special and meaningful. It was really saturated at one point in time with networking especially actually in the recruitment space. So many different like campus recruitment things, trade show things, traveling for recruitment and networking. It was like lunches, it was a million different things. So I think that now we're just a little bit perplexed in terms of what is it that we need and what do we want to invest in moving forward? Hmm. I love that. The word that came to mind as I was listening to you was discernment. And I actually think what's happening is women specifically are becoming very discerning with how to spend their time, with where to spend their time. And we're realizing that our time equals money. And do I go to this dinner and pay for a babysitter? Do I go out and do this at the cost of not waking up at the same time I'd like to? It just feels like we value our time in a different way. And I look back and I remember 20 years ago, early in my career, I would look at people that were much more senior to me. And I was like, wow, they literally go for coffee and lunch. Like they're professional coffee and lunch doers. And I'm like, I thought I was so wrong and naive. And now I'm like, no, that's definitely what they did. And business would come from it. It's just 
changing now. And what I missed then was I didn't know how they were investing in their development. How are they becoming better humans? It wasn't at lunch and coffee. That was how they generated business. And then what did they do? So discernment feels real. And, you know, I know you spoke to recruiting and the blend of recruiting and networking, even at a campus level. I want to go to your exposure right now in the world of executive recruitment and what executive females that you are in conversations with, how are they investing in their development or in networking to your knowledge or what's the pulse on that? Well, I think that it goes also back to discernment, as you said, there's not a lot of time. So Hmm. for me, in terms of development, I would put myself in the executive category Yes, and I'm a mom. So I I think I tick most of those boxes, but I don't know what I even have time for, to be Mm. honest. You know, we've completed our education thus far. I know a lot of people are doing online courses with like Harvard, which I think would be really cool, but that's such a time suck in many ways that you have to really commit to it. So what are we doing? Again, I go back to, I think we're a little perplexed. I'm not entirely sure, but I'd love to learn more about it. Mm. What I'm hearing from women of a certain level and a certain age is that they're completely overwhelmed with working and working from home is such a luxury in many ways, but it just means that you have to do so many different things in the middle of the day. You're popping in a load of laundry or, or whatnot. And if you're a parent, then you're also juggling that component and homework and all the things. And then at the end of the day, you're just kind of depleted. And if you're trying to focus on wellness and you're moving your body, then it's like, oh, now I have to do my coursework or now I'm doing like this. So I do it in a different way. Personally, I'm not creating opportunity for professional development in a way that's like directly related to my career. But what I do is I try to layer things into it that will help in the long run, like sitting on boards. That works for me personally and professionally because it creates opportunity for me to network. It creates opportunity for me to meet new people. And it creates opportunity for me to learn different things about executive boards and governance boards and charitable boards that I'm really curious about. Well, I think I would add to that to say you're both curious and passionate, and it's so aligned to your dharma. It's literally aligned to why you're on this earth. And so what you're doing, it's interesting. And I think that I wouldn't say all women are like you, and you are part of a very special crew that instead of taking in, you're just continuing to give. You are like, I'll give to a board. I'll give. And what I am actually asking is like, where do you go to consume? How is someone filling up your cup? Who is helping you? And it's fascinating that to you, you know, you would sit and say, well, I have all these things. And at the end of the day, I just don't even know where to go. I just Mm -hmm. don't know. And yet, if you had a spare moment, we know we can count on you to be in the act of raising funds and awareness for something, for someone, and contributing still output. So I think there's something really interesting here to the reciprocity of how are we helping fill women's executive cups? I think this is a really interesting question. Yeah, I'm lost on it, to be totally honest with you and and everyone that's listening, if you've got the answer. But I learned from experience, because we've talked a little bit about it on the blog, but 
two of my biggest achievements professionally, one was being promoted to managing director role when I was pretty young, was through networking. Mm. Through my Rotary Club that I attended, I met someone who put in a good word and away we go, I got promoted. And when I got promoted, when I was with Children's Wish, which is now Make-A-Wish, it was again because of networking. Mm-hmm. I met Jan Grud, who was the president of Pacific Blue Cross, and he also put in a good word. And yet again, through my networking, mm-hmm. I got this amazing opportunity that I am forever grateful for. When I won an award one time, it was again because of networking. I was at a table. I sat across from a VC and he was like, let's do this thing. And then I went 40 to 40. So I put in the effort when it comes to my philanthropic work, which I consider networking. That's probably like my version of networking. Yeah. I've benefited so greatly professionally from it. Yeah. Things outside of networking and that's not philanthropic. I have not a lot of ideas. The networking within my friend's group or my school, which is kind of lame. Well, it's not lame because you're not alone in it and it's many people's reality. And still in the recruiting space, we know that referrals go a really long way, that people know their friend that is relocating from South Africa with a partner who's in the marketing space that would be perfect for this new job. You wouldn't really know that if you didn't have relationships and you weren't networked. And it's one of these things we take for granted in life. Like, do you know your neighbor? If you run out of flour it's not from the eighties anymore. It's like, who do you call? What do you do? And as it comes to work, you know, the reason we have relaunched job seeking consulting sessions with you is because people are like, I've lost my job. What do I do? And once upon a time, you might have turned to a network. And I think right now there's some egos that may have been bruised. And I say rightfully so, because I want them to know it's okay. And yet it's also okay to lose your job and we're here for you. And how can we help expand the network of where you go when your ego is bruised? And on the flip side, for the people that have survivor's guilt, who've made it through layoffs, who do they turn to, to say, I'm actually thriving. I'm doing so well. And I want to keep going. I want to do better. And can I keep dreaming in an economic time like this? Can I keep going for it? Can I have ambitious goals this year? Well, there is potentially this economic recession. Yes, you can want to earn more money than ever before this year. And who's in your corner to push those kinds of things? I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. So I think there's a really interesting conversation about executive women in the workplace or wanting to get into the workplace about how they spend their time, about who they spend their time with and what that looks like. And what I know for sure is it doesn't have to be around alcohol or a cocktail. We don't need to wear skirts and nylons. And what would it look like if we did show up online? So that's my question for you. Would you show up online? What would it look like if it was online? So if it wasn't offline, would you show up in the evening 
If it was online in the evening, I absolutely wouldn't because it works for my schedule and yeah. it's just easier. It's an easy yes. Okay. I do personally prefer my networking to be belly to belly, so to speak, but I yeah. like to be really clear on why I'm meeting and who's going to be there. I'll say yeah. yes, if it's beneficial, but if there's not clarity as to why I'm leaving the house and paying for a babysitter, it's so easy for me to say, no, thank you. But I do want to go back to the candidate coaching because I do come across and coach a lot of women in the executive space that are a little bit lost in terms of, I want to network outside of my company. Mm know the people that I work with and I love my boss and I love all my colleagues, but I want to find an opportunity there where I can network and diversify outside of my current organization. I think that could be a really interesting topic too. How do you grow professionally in terms of your network? How do you build that community? That's what networking is. What's your advice for those folks that are asking that question? How do you build community? Well, I'm a broken record. I say, well, what charities do you support? What boards are you on? What hobbies do you have that interest mm. you that you can parlay this so it's relevant mm. you know on the board of the library it's not that I am a librarian it's that I bring my recruitment skills to the table and it's mm. just kind of shedding that light on it if you're in IT you can still sit on the board and you're bringing your specific expertise to the table and that's a wonderful thing and it fits everybody no matter what you're in and what type of organization you work for you can still give back but I don't really have the answer in terms of what's happening right now. Like what's going to unfold in 2023 will be really interesting. And mm. I don't know Vancouver. And if there is something out there again, please message me and let me know. But what else is out there for executive women? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I've had a lot of chicken dinners and I'd love to pose a question or a problem and just have dialogue with some really intelligent women who are passionate about whatever it is they're passionate about mm-hmm. and just be at a table or in a room and just say, how do I get on a board or how do I get promoted? Like, I would just love to hear all the different opinions and be in a safe place where we're just riffing on different mm. ideas or problems. Yeah. Ideas and problems. It's a beautiful thing. It's not a space of complaint. And yet what we complain about are always things that we care about. So how do those live together? What I want to plug, you just said Vancouver, which made me want to acknowledge that in our town, there is the forum, formerly known as the Forum for Executive Women, FWE. Was it executive or entrepreneurial? Entrepreneurial. I think it was for entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs. I just want to share that the work they've done has been so beautiful in supporting female entrepreneurs and they have a prize purse and people have been given checks in support of their businesses. And I think that work is so beautiful and hat tip to Paulina Cameron for leading that group. Judy Brooks has been on the board for so long. I love both those ladies. You love both of them. The missing piece is when you've gone from that startup phase of entrepreneurs where you want that $10,000 check to then what? And I think that what we would like to question and create is where do they go then? And how do we support them as whole people, knowing that there are many boxes, just like you said, when we hit record, there are many boxes to be ticked, many intersectionalities of what it means to be a woman. I want to create that space with you. I think that's a really sweet opportunity for 2023. I caught myself, as I said, very distinctly that this was for women and what are women doing? And I know that you could say we've played in the man's world and we've done business with the big boys and all the men. 
And I get that. And I think men are beautiful creatures and I have nothing against them at all. Yet we have been so mindful in our language, even today, that we want women to gather. And the opportunity I see is really for a space for executive women. And I'm curious what it means to you to know that we would only gather as as women. What does that mean to you? For me, it means we're allowed to have our own thing. If you want to have something or you can go and create it all you want, you can have your boys club and I would fully support it. Mm. We're allowed to have something that's just for women and for it not to be judged. That's how I feel. And Mm. I think that's okay. And I also think that we participate in enough things that are holistic for everybody and inclusive for everybody that we're allowed to have this one thing that's just for us. That's how I truly feel about it. If I'm going to be totally honest. Yeah. And I also feel like the women issues that we face are different and we will Mm -hmm. respond differently and behave differently when there are men in the room. And that's just fact. And when I say a safe place, I mean it literally, but also I want to be able to say, you know, this guy, he, what the da da da. And I just want to be able to speak without feeling judged because I know that other women will get it. Mm-hmm. And I have spoken up before in a networking situation and it, it didn't really involve a man, but it kind of did. And, you know, I just got ripped a new one by a guy. He was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's me too. And I'm just like, you know, you can have your thoughts and opinions, but I don't need that here right now. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm going to avoid that. That is so beautifully said. I think that the goal of many gathering spaces are for everyone and we want to be for a very special few. And I think there is a need where the reality of females in leadership roles are called a very special few. And as our friend Seth Godin always says, people like us do things like this. And I am so proud that the Corporate Co. is predominantly female, female female-led, female-first. So of course it would be people like us that will gather. And that doesn't take away the intersectionalities that you and I don't have. We want those to be included and all of the spaces that we don't take up yet are also under the umbrella of being a woman. Yes, we hope that we can find ways and continue to brainstorm, flush out what this will look like to create a new way so that the next conversation we have of this, you won't be so perplexed and your discernment will say, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. And as we host this conversation now today on the pod, we would love to hear from you. If you have ideas, if you have thoughts, if you have requests, what's missing in your networking space? Because on this journey that we're all on to be in Dharma, to be of greatest contribution, when it comes to work, what are you doing to network? And that is the work we want to be in. So I'm excited to hear from folks. I'm excited for what you and I will continue to create behind all of the Corker Co. Likewise. All right, my friend, our time is up. And our final question is here for you today because we are still in the first month of 2023. I want to know what you are most looking forward to on this highway of a new year. In 2023, I declared I would get out of my comfort zone more than I currently do. I haven't quite defined what that means. Maybe it will mean networking more. But the first thing I did was the polar bear dip, which was questionable as my first decision of 2023, but it set the tone for something outside of my comfort zone that I wouldn't normally do. So stay tuned for more on those. That was super brave. And 
for all the things I've done in swimming and oceans and water, I would not and still have not jumped in on a polar bear morning. So I commend you and I'm excited for all things out of your comfort zone, out of your comfort zone without pencil skirts and nylons. I don't even own nylons. I mean, yeah, more yeah. bathing suits, more bikinis, less nylons. <laughs> yes, and please. <laughs> Thank you so much. Stay tuned, friends. We've got more for you soon. Oh, hey, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.